we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. 
I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? 
Are there no more values for which you'd fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. They call me offensive, controversial. It's only two genders, boys and girls. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist, yeah, all right. I'm not ashamed because I'm white If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist Every liberal is right I don't wanna talk to folks who don't get it Go woke, go broke, no hope is pathetic Pro-choice pronouns, pro-love, you're progressive But you ain't pro-gun, no one to protect it Where the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those They've been taken down, they all been replaced With BLM flags or a rainbow This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles we won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. I don't care if I offend you. I was put here to upset you. You can cry and you can scream. You can riot in the streets. You defunded the police. Now there's no one to protect you. I will offend you. I ask myself what we're banned to. Let's just keep it real facts. Don't care how you feel, man. If you want my pronouns, I'm the man. Respect. Let's look at the stats, I've got the facts My money like Liz and my pockets are fat Homie, I'm epic, don't be a whap Dog, it's a yarmulke, homie, no cap Look at the graphs, look at my charts You're blowing money on strippers and cars You go into prison, I'm on television Dog, no one knows who you are Keep hating on me on the internet My comment section, all woke Karens And I make racks off compound interest Y'all live with your parents Nikki, take some notes, I just did this for fun All my people, download this Let's get a billboard number one This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes we ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes I don't care if I offend you I was put here to upset you You can cry and you can scream, you can riot in the streets You defunded the police, now there's no one to protect you It's cool to be the victim, well, I'ma be the man You sad, you sad, you sad You just try to get attention, being triggered's all you have You mad, you mad, you mad You blame everybody else for every problem that you can You sad, you sad, you sad I will never say I'm sorry, I ain't taking nothing back I don't care if I offend you I was put here to upset you What? That? Mm, I can't hear anything. Ah, uh, I know why. 
There you go. Oh, hi. Welcome back, Freedom Gardeners. <laughs> hi, guys. To another episode of Freedom Gardens, number 42, After the Freeze. I am V. Lynn, and with me is my hetero life mate, Heather. Hey, guys. I'm back. Yes. For this week and next week, apparently not. Not next week? I don't know. They put me on the schedule for Saturday. They didn't tell me why. Okay. Well, whatever. It's all good. Okay. So, uh, how's everyone doing? It's warming up out there. How'd you survive the freeze? This is ridiculous, this weather situation. Yep. On Monday, I was wearing two layers of clothes mm -hmm. and a sweater. Yep. And it's fucking 77 degrees today. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, we're back like, in t-shirts. What the fuck? It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, yeah. I slept in two layers Monday night. Yeah. That's how fucking cold. Well, that's how fucking cold it was up in uh, South Carolina. the Greenville area. Yeah, it was cold was here too. Fucking freezing. Yeah, yeah. It was cold here too. Got down to like 27 or something. Yeah. And I know y'all were everywhere else were like, oh, 27. That was our high last week. But no, that's really cold for us. Right? It's ridiculous. It really is. And so I, I said, now here's the thing that bothers me. I moved from Washington State yep. where I had to have somewhat of a winter wardrobe. Yep. My winter wardrobe from Washington State is insufficient for the cold that we are receiving in the South, and I did not move here for this bullshit. No shit, Just right? <laughs> I dug some good stuff out of my closets from like when I lived in Colorado and Connecticut. Right. Like uh, the heavy sweaters. I found my old college riding jackets like oh, my yeah. my equestrian team riding jackets nice. um which are you know they were just one from ohio and one from connecticut so they're designed for the cold cold mm -hmm. um so i was sporting them all week yeah because it's yeah it's been really cold but now it's all warm again craziness so i covered all the plants for like three days and then i uncovered them all again so now they're all back it, to growing and then it's supposed to get cold again next week yeah and i cut them all down i cut them all back it's not going to get as cold though like i don't think they're going to need to really be covered again but if they are i have a whole bag of coverings now pillowcases and tree like your tree like bags yeah tree yeah, bags yeah so anyway so uh so that's fun of course y'all know that they're trying to stop you from growing your own food now right Yo, DJ's been telling me this for months. Yep. He's like, Mom, what you're trying to do with the farm, he's like, they're not going to let you do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they don't want you to be self-sufficient. He's like, you'll get banned for talking about canning food. And I was like, fuck. Like, I didn't really take what he was saying, like, seriously. But it is true. Like, they are try really trying to limit everything that we, all the resources that we have, natural resources that are free to us, like, yeah, like recycling rainwater. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, check this out. This is, uh, there's, before we get into what's going on in the homestead, I'm gonna play something, play a couple things for you here. Mm, scariness. This is from Crossroads. Farmers could be labeled as being guilty of quote unquote ecocide, like genocide against humans, but against the environment. And they could face criminal prosecution for the very act of farming. Now, this was among the more controversial positions that was expressed by a participant at the recent 2024 World Economic Forum in Davos. But it ties into an existing debate around the world on so-called personhood status. Like already there is a growing movement to give human rights, the rights that you and I enjoy, the protections of our life, our liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and extending that 
to giving those same protections to plants, to animals, to rivers, to mountains, to everything else, including even robots and artificial intelligence. Well, I'll tell you right now, it sounds far out, but there's actually already programs in place on this. This is The Guardian talking about some of these existing programs and the push to extend it. This was in October of 2022. And they said this, granting legal rights and protections to non-human entities, such as animals, trees, and rivers, is essential if countries are to tackle climate breakdown and biodiversity loss, experts have said. Ecuador and Bolivia have already enshrined rights for the natural world, while there's a campaign to make ecocide a prosecutable offense at the International Criminal Court. And also it brings up a big issue that if everything is treated on the same value as a human life, then what is the value of a human life? Now we've been discussing the value of human life um, on The Good Book and on True Spiracy. In fact, our last True Spiracy was called The Value of Life. So go check that out because we get really deep into that. But they are trying, trying to come after farmers and not the ones that use chemicals and pesticides. Those are okay. You know, or the ones that are growing your food in labs or trying to make you eat the bugs. Those are fine. No, no. It's urban gardeners, urban gardeners. Check this out. This is, okay. Uh, this is a recent study from Science Daily. Your source for the latest research news, mm. science news, food from urban, ag and this is January 22nd. This is last week. Food from urban, urban agriculture has carbon footprint six times larger, larger than conventional produce, study shows. Summary, this is from the University of Michigan. A new study finds that fruits and vegetables grown in urban farms and gardens have a carbon footprint that is, on average, six times greater than conventionally grown produce. Yeah. A new University of Michigan-led international study finds that fruits and vegetables grown in urban farms. Why do they re like, repeat themselves constantly? However, a few city-grown crops equaled or outperformed conventional agriculture under certain conditions. Tomatoes grown in the soil of open-air urban plots had a lower carbon intensity than tomatoes grown in conventional greenhouses, while the emissions difference between conventional and urban agriculture vanished for air-freighted crops like asparagus. The exceptions revealed by our study suggest that urban agriculture practitioners can reduce their climate impacts by cultivating crops that are typically greenhouse grown or air freighted, in addition to making changes in site design and management, said study co-lead author Jason Hawes, a doctoral student at UM Student uh, School for Environment and Sustainability. Urban agriculture offers a variety of social, nutritional, and plant-based environmental benefits, which make it an appealing feature of future sustainable cities. This work shines light on ways to ensure that urban agriculture benefits the climate, as well as the people and places it serves. Urban agriculture, the practice of farming within the confines of a city, is becoming increasingly popular worldwide and is touted as a way to make cities and urban food systems more sustainable. By some estimates, between 20 and 30% of the global urban population engages in some form of urban agriculture. Despite strong evidence of the social and nutritional benefits of urban agriculture, its carbon footprint remains understudied. Most previously published studies have focused on high-tech energy-intensive forms of UA, such as vertical farms and rooftop greenhouses, even though the vast majority of urban farms are decidedly low-tech 
crops grown in soil on open air plots. Like that would be ours, okay? We use no chemicals. We use no pesticides. We use electroculture and structured water with plant surge and non-GMO heirloom seeds. So you can take your eco side and shove it up your ass. Mm -hmm. That's how you feel today. That is how I feel today. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And here's that, that telegraph uh, headline that they put up here. Carbon footprint of homegrown food five times greater than those grown conventionally. So, yeah, I'm calling bullshit. They just don't want you to be able to grow your own food. They don't want you to be self-sustaining. They want you to be a slave to their systems as they have been, as you have been for your entire lives. Most people, yes. You know, bef before this show, um, I replayed the first show that Heather and I did together, which was the second episode of Freedom Gardens. And I was listening to most of it. And at one point where I was bitching about Connor eating all my carnation instant breakfast. I remember that. And we're talking about food. And you're talking about how you had boxes of food. And I had, you know, I had this, that, all this packaged stuff. Mm -hmm, we did. We did. We all did. And I just, I'm thinking to myself, man, even then, like I was so far from where I had been a year before, but now I'm so far past that point. I've got a tray of candied orange peels. They're a little That's too sweet. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Um, drying on my counter. Like, yeah, we, we don't do the Carnation Instant Breakfast or the Nesquik or the any of that anymore. No. No, no. Who the coffee but uh, speaking of evil morons, because I see Adam here saying, how do these evil morons come up with this shit? Here's Tedros from the World Health Organization. Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change. I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. Together, we can protect and promote the health of both people and planet. It sounds like such nice words, and yet they're like pinky in the brain, evil minions trying to take over the world. Grow your own food. Don't let the government tell you what to do. So I was going to bring up, remember how I was like, oh, I'm in a mood today. Yep. So on the way over, of course, I was still. Yep. And uh, your navigation doesn't work, so I had no reason. Yep. Uh, anyway. I put, isn't the speaker on your phone? I fucking won't. I can't find that bitch on my phone, so I just, whatever, fuck it. <sighs> um, it's whatever. 
anyway, so in my brain, because as I was like, because I told you I was going to wear my Freedom Garden shirt today. Mm -hmm. And then after our discussion yesterday, like popped into my head and I was like, nope, I'm going to wear my Stars and Stripes today. And I was sitting there like thinking about it on my drive. Like, at what point did I become like so patriotic? Not that has anything, nothing to do with you guys. Why? Because I've always been, I've always been a supporter of America. You know, our, our, yeah, our country. And I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, well, it really wasn't my parents. Like, they didn't really, definitely wasn't fucking them. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about like the things that we learned in school. Like when I was in school, we had to stand to do the Pledge of Allegiance and we sang the national anthem and we did all of those things. And in our ed daily education, you know, in our history and stuff, which mm -hmm. they, I'm not saying that everything they told us was 100% true. However, I am going to say that they instilled a sense of patriotism they, they, in us. That they did. They taught you that you fight for your country, you fight for what's right, you fight for your freedom, and you do everything you have to do to keep those things for you and everyone else. So my question is, is why the fuck aren't we doing that? Why This is why all of these fucking useless whatever the fucking generations are these days, I can't keep up with them. They're all fucking useless and they know any nothing and they have no respect for our country. They have no idea what, what people had to go through for us to have what we have yeah. because they're not teaching them that shit. So this is why these little motherfuckers are out there burning flags and doing dumb shit because nobody has taught them any better. And I am so irritated. I was telling, like I was telling you, I was like, I want to go to every used bookstore I can find and pick up every book on history shit that we know for, for, you know, what we learned in school or not, you know, other things, just more, more detail because those books are going to be disappearing soon, just like they did with fucking Dr. Seuss. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just, but these are the things that I'm like, you know, how I'm always like trying to analyze like why I'm a certain way or why people are a certain way. And I'm sitting here like driving over there. It's like, I've always been this way. And then I think, I think, um, I think maybe my ex-husband's family being all military was also a contributing, a contributing factor to, to the support of our troops has always been there. Yeah. Right. And I was just like, fuck man, this shit really irritates me and the stuff that you were telling me yesterday. Like, yeah, I was telling her doing? about the impending civil war yesterday. So, cause y'all know that's coming, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's, I swear, you know, I swear we're in a different timeline. I think like, I think maybe the world really did end in 2012 and we've been in a different timeline ever since. I'm telling you. I'm, seriously. She's over here talking about the multiverse and shit. Yes. And I'm over here talking about how fucking useless our educators are. Exactly. <laughs> One is related Actually, to the true. other. That's not true. Not all of them. There are, and I do say this, there are many teachers out there that put their all into it and they are very limited on the resources that they have and they're limited on what they're allowed to teach. Exactly my point. That is my problem. That's the problem. Is that they are limited to what they are allowed to teach, whether they believe it or not. You know, like whether they believe in what... I had some They're awesome teaching. teachers. Like I had my, I did too. My American history teacher in high school, um, straight up, straight up told us that World War II was basically a sham. That we were pulled in deliberately. Um, that our president was initially backing the Nazis. That um, if Japan had really wanted well, to had do anything more than um, just of this is literally what did. my history teacher told us. That if Japan had really wanted to uh, to actually attack us, they or like to keep us out of the war and just shut us down, they would have attacked the oil reserves on Hawaii, which is where they're all kept rather than attacking the ships. They were, they were just baiting us essentially. Like this is what my history teacher was 
teaching us. You could not teach that shit anymore. No, you're not allowed to say things like no, that. No, 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 no. Oh, so you couldn't teach people that the reason that um, the entire world turned on Hitler was because he pulled out of the central banking system. <laughs> Literally. So, that's what my history teacher taught us. So Taylor was asking me, he's like, Heather, why do you question everything? He's like, who taught you that? And I was like, what? He's like, who taught you? He's like, you literally question everything. He's like, you don't ever take anything at face value. You don't give a fuck what people have to say. He's no. like, you ask questions. He's like, down to the finest fucking detail. Why do you do that? And I was like, why don't you do that? Yeah, why don't you do that? I literally teach my I kids. I'm I like, and it's so hard. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm not 100% sure. I was like, because I definitely, I mean, I feel like even though my mother was a horrible human, I think that maybe she might have told me that I could be an independent thinker at one point in my life, but I was never allowed to question her. Like, right. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I wasn't allowed no, to question her. No. Right. You just fucking do what you're told. Right. I wasn't allowed to have questions about anything. No. It didn't matter what it was. But then when I got with, uh, you know, my ex-husband, he was like, she quite like, why wouldn't you question everything? Right. Like he, he yeah. had the same, same yeah. aspect as I did, but also we were at that, part in parenting where it's like we're telling our kids they have to do what they're told right yep. and now dj is like that is the worst thing you can teach a child is to tell them to just do what they're told now you have people around here just doing what they're fucking told with no fucking brain cells just doing what they're told that's true he's like because they don't question anything and they don't try to think outside the box because they're not thinking at all because they've been taught not to ask questions and to do what they're told yep so, so yeah Especially when people tell me not to question something, that's when I that's really, when I really want to question, question you. Like, don't ask questions. I'm like, oh, oh no, I have lots of questions. All now. the questions. I have all. You have to tell me the why, not just the what. You have to tell me the why. Like, Everything. I have to understand it. And if I don't understand it, I'm going to keep asking you questions, questions until, until I, I do. do. And even once I do understand it, I'm going to keep asking questions to make sure you understand it. Yeah. I mean, because how? Well, I mean, I also think that that's important in literally everything. That is how how you learn that's how yes that is how we learn as people like our differences and differences of opinions were i but mean everybody thinks that they're, everybody though. thinks that they're to divide us but i think that they're the what's supposed to be bringing us together because yeah. we're supposed to be learning from each other like how are you going to evolve we are always going to be the same little fucking speck of sand if we don't change or think outside the box or learn from others learn mm -hmm. from other cultures learn from other religions, whatever it is, you know, I think that those things that they're saying now are there, you know, they're trying to divide us amongst those things. Everybody we should just be learning. Box. Like we should just be learning from each other as opposed to just dividing us. Just because you think something different than I do doesn't mean that I'm not going to take the time to hear you out because mm -hmm. you can explain something to me as to why you believe something. And Maybe you'll teach me something that I don't know. We do this all the time. Yes. Right? Because I want to know. I want to put myself in your perspective. So if you can explain to me why you think something, why you believe something, why you do something, but then I can people, put myself in that spot. And I think that, Most people can't even explain why they do something anymore right? or why well, they think something. I mean, and I think that that, I don't, I think that's because most of the time people don't question themselves as to why. I question myself all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't. And even that, I don't fucking know why. Like, I'll do something and I'm like, why the fuck do I do that all the time? Right. And then I'll, like, more and more things, like, will come to light as you get older, I guess. I don't know. I also think that my obsession with studying human behavior is a big 
is yeah. a big contributing factor. Like I don't like not just like psychology, like a whole human. Like I like like to watch human interactions. Yeah, sociology and just everything because I yeah. think witnessing people yeah. in life is a big deal. Like I'm not a part of that person's memory, but I remember an interaction that they had in front of me, kind of thing. Yeah, you're witnessing people interact with each other. And I think that that's so important to also to learning and growing and doing all those things. That's why they want to keep us separated. And yet at the same time, I'm perfectly happy on my little homestead and, um, you know, okay, well, homebody Vanessa, that's never going to change. But, you know, and I say that and I know that I talk shit about you being a homebody and I hate leaving my house. I, I too am a homebody. I always was, but. Then in when I was working a bazillion hours and 25 fucking jobs, it seemed like you were never home. I was never home. So I wasn't a homebody. And when I was home, it was just like, fucking now I'm going to clean this motherfucker. I know. That's like, how I was. <laughs> I had to do all this shit. Who the fuck lives here? Like, you know what I mean? That's And it was just me living there. But that's not the point. Me and my animals. And at the end of the week, guess what? That fucking house was a shit show. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter. Uh, but now I'm like, thinking back, I was like, I really was still a homebody. It's just what, like, when I wasn't at work. I wasn't at home by myself. I was at somebody else's home hanging out. You know what yeah. I mean? It's always been, I've never been a big fan of having generic rushed interactions at like restaurants and bars and stuff like that. Like those aren't genuine interactions <coughs> and you're much more comfortable in a free, <coughs> free conversation environment. Like on an airplane. No, I don't want the, nobody to fucking talk to me on that bitch. No, no. You don't make airplane you. friends. I try not, I fucking try not to. I will be sitting there with headphones on, the TV fucking going. And people talk to you. Knitting. Yep. And they're talking to me and I'm just like. Seriously? Can I help you? Like, this is the, every fucking sign here says, fuck off. And you're still talking to me. Like, that is the only time, like, I really, really want to be left alone because I don't like flying. So I'm doing all of these things to, like, distract myself. And yet, you know what? Engaging in conversation, that human interaction can be the best distraction. Your flight just goes like but that. But so many times those people smell or they have bad breath oh, or they chew with their mouth open or I'm trying to tune out all of these sounds. I didn't realize that I could experience sensory overload. Mm-hmm. I did not because growing up in my house, yeah, like how could you do that? And now I'm now that I have know for sure that I've experienced sensory overload when I was working at the group home. I am now looking back. I'm like, yeah, that's probably why I don't like being. I don't like being in close quarters, especially with fucking strangers. Like I get you smell bad. People stink. Like I don't want anything to do with them on a plane outside where we have plenty of room. That's a For me different. to spin around in my circle with my arms out and you're not touching me, we're good. If I don't know you, stay that far away. That's all. So and, you and invented the six foot rule. I th- I'm not fucking six foot, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. I know, that's true. Your wingspan's like two and a half feet <laughs> right, total. Right, bro, get the fuck out of here. Jesus. All right. Well, let's see what's growing in the gardens. We had some trauma this week oh. as well. The neighbor's dogs got, they went through the pond. Motherfucker. And into man. the fencing. And I uh, went after the chickens and I thought they were all okay, but one of our hens was attacked. So mm. she's in the chicken infirmary right now in Liam's room. So we'll um, look in and we'll get some videos of how she's doing. Aww. And, uh, you know, what we're doing with, I actually pl- I planted some this week. Oh, good. And yeah, so, and some cooking with Liam. 
Right. That's what you had said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cooking with Liam. So let's get into it. Let's see what's growing in the gardens or not. Oh, this was the day after. Um, or the day. Sparkles must have pissed Joe off something bad. Seriously. Duckies. I'm sorry, but that looks hilarious. It was so funny. That was the day of the dog uh, attack. And was that before or after? After. Oh, she's like, get back in your home. Sparkles <laughs> and um Jack but basically put themselves up put themselves up as bait. Mm. Um, or went for the dogs when they got the, the first hen. And uh and the other roosters got everyone else to safety, but then Sparkles must have made some comment or did something or saying something how he was the best rooster because he fought off the dogs <laughs> and Big, Big Red was like, fuck you. <laughs> Talking shit to me. Anyway, that was some that's, funny shit. That's funny. So moving on to the gardens. I cleaned out, cleared out most of the leaves out of the pepper garden. I'm going to redo all the electroculture in here, but first, because it's pressing, I need to plant some of it out. So I'm hoping the peas will actually climb all the way up. So I'm gonna plant peas all around the edges, all the way through, and uh, probably some down there as well. We're gonna have peas, and then I'll probably plant some. I was thinking about doing the broccoli and the cauliflower back here, replanting what's in the pots right now in the back. Um, and maybe some of the cabbage that'll go from seed in the front. I've got to redo the water hose as well, but I'll get there. So time to start planting. Second row of peas is just a small row in front of the pallet compost box. Because if I put it down here, the chickens will eat it. But that's okay. There's plenty of other places in here. So just a small row. I'm going to cover it with an inch of fine soil from in here and water it down with plant surge treated water and let it grow. And I've got early peas going all the way down this line. Today is January 25th by St. Patrick's Day or the week after St. Patrick's Day we should have peas. So I put some easy peasy peas in the corners on the inside in here. And then I put a line just down here. I've already covered them with soil. Today is January 25th, Thursday, January 25th. So we'll see how they grow. So my broccoli and cauliflower is in the ground. I gritted uh, out some lines here with my little spade. I'm going to drop in some lettuce seeds, basically in a square grid around it, cover it up with soil, water it in, and then I'm done for the day. All right, so this back area is planted out now. Broccoli, cauliflower, lettuce, peas down the back line. Hopefully it does, well, it did really well with lettuce actually last year. 
just nothing else after that. So now time to water it with my plant surge water and then I'm done. Here's my plant surge unit on my hose. It's really simple. Now I like to move it around so I didn't connect mine, but it's just a magnet. Literally magnetizes the water. So uh, let's use it. So yeah, I had a very productive day that day, getting all that, getting all that um, planted out in there, cleaned out, planted out, and um, got got quite a bit done. Should get. I mean, I have a bit more to do. I didn't get the cabbage done yet. I didn't get the cabbage planted. I got the broccoli and the cauliflower and the peas and the lettuces, Swiss chard and kale. Okay. And I'm gonna redo the electroculture in there. Um, I'm gonna. Basically, I want to make all the same size stakes. Right. And I'm also going to use them to hold up the ceiling. That makes sense. Yeah. So, because that is chicken wire. So That's how it is. Um, and so I'm, I'm hopefully working on that this week. How's the fence going? I mean, I looked briefly. Here. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll, okay. let's, let's look at some chickens real quick. All right. Hello, all my chickens. So, what we got here? All these guys are okay. Big Red's getting some of his feathers back. Jack lost a bunch of his tail feathers here. See, he has some in there, but he's he's healing up just fine, aren't you, Ginger Jack? All the girls are okay. Um, Opal's molting, except of course Emmy. That's Izzy right there. She's fine. Hello. All right, so, Joe, he's my dumbest chicken, that's why I call him Joe. This garden is fallow still. The chickens go in there pretty much all the time. Um, but we're gonna start, I'm gonna pull all this electroculture and start replanting. I do need to uh, kind of figure out a better fencing option because the chickens get in here all the time, but we'll work on that. So last year I planted this garden first and this garden second. This year I'm going to flip this around. I'm going to plant this garden first and this garden second. What you doing, baby girl? Did they not come back for you? The other ducks leave her all the time. And then she's stuck here alone. And ducks are very social creatures, so she's very mad about that right now. Huh. Huh, my little khaki. Oh, no. All right. And then Frizzle is in here. He got tore up, too. See all his back feathers there got torn off. But he's okay. He is a tough little character. And then Emmy was hiding in here. This is where they lay eggs, obviously. So she was just hiding back there. So, um, yeah. Now they keep going in there looking for her. But she's in the chicken infirmary. So. All right, friends. Let's see where we're at here after the big freeze. It's 80 degrees out today, or like 75. Anyway, I cut all the dill back. I dried a bunch of it. And look, it's starting to regrow again already because that's what dill does 
Um, so that was fine, obviously. I did not cover that. I just cut it all back. This here, too, I cut all the, the parsley and the basil back. I've got oregano growing in there, parsley growing back. Um, there was some dill there, too. I'm sure that'll come back. So, again, I did not cover this. I probably want to replant some basil in there, though. It's okay. The fence we have not been able to do anything with. All right, here. I was worried about the yarrow. I don't know why. It grows really well up north. It's fine in the freeze. It's just fine. Altogether, just fine. This as well. It's got a few dead leaves, but that's fine too. So. Yeah. Although this leaf cover really helps actually helps keep the dirt warm. That's why I didn't pick the leaves out before the freeze because it helps keep it warm. So all the herbs made it through. That's Lovitch, by the way. All the herbs made it through just fine. That I need to cut all the way back. Um, but yeah, most of this is fine. So all the trees are good. So the fence. Um, when Mick initially measured mm -hmm. the distance, like the fence panel for the distance between the posts. I don't know what happened. I think he measured a gate panel because then he set all the posts too far apart and none of the panels fit. So then we had to come up with an alternate idea, which was to hang new stringers and hang the panels off of the fence. Mm -hmm. So we got a bunch of them done before the freeze. Okay. And now we have a bunch more to do, okay. but we got to re we're going to redo the, metal fence mm -hmm. and bring it closer to the house, like move okay. it out and bring it closer to the house so the dogs mm -hmm. can't get in there. Okay. So, um, to try and prevent them from getting in. So, okay. anyway. Oh, how's that new fencing though going over there with the, hmm. it, didn't you add a whole other section? The last time I was here, they're like, oh yeah, it's only been up for a couple of days. Has she found her way out? No. No? No. She was working on it this morning though. Oh, okay. We'll get there. Yeah. I'll be disappointed if she doesn't figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fix, like, finish fencing the last bit of it. Yeah. All right. So back in here, I just planted this on two days ago, so nothing's come up yet. But I've got all the peas that should be sprouting up here pretty quickly. Over there, inside there. It's been raining every day, so. Um, but this is actually on. Let me turn that. that hose is dripping a little bit. The peas should come up here. And uh, all down the side there. And this broccoli looks to be setting in pretty well. The broccoli and the cauliflower. It's liking it over here. And I'm waiting on all those lettuces to sprout as well. So, again, it's only been two days. All of the peppers have been cut back to be overwintered. So, this is going to be peas and lettuce for now. And then we'll plant other things in as the time comes. And I'm going to redo the electroculture this week, I believe. Um, at least I'm going to try and get that done this week. So this garden is in progress. This will be the first one that we plant out. I'm going to go find these ducks for her because she is freaking out. Hello, babies. Everyone's coming to say hi to me. I got to get this gate open. There we go. Back up. Back up. Back up. 
We get this gate closed now. So I cut the orange trees all the way back as well. So those are cut all the way back. I've been collecting wood from various places for electroculture antennas. So I need to process, but there's, this is, we're gonna, I'm gonna make some beautiful antennas out of this right here. You just wait and see. Let's find the ducks. I bet they're over here. I hear them. Duckies, go home. You left Khaki all by herself. Go home, duckies. Go, go home, go home to Khaki. Go home to Khaki. Go, go get Khaki and then come back. Come on, duckies. Go on, duckies. You left Khaki all by herself. Go home and get her. Go home and get Khaki, go. Go home and get Khaki. Go, go get her. She's all by herself. She's so lonely. She's so upset. We miss Blueberry so much because he would never have left her behind. Come on, guys. Go get Khaki. And she is scared to go in by herself. Duckies. Go get Khaki. Go home. Go home. Go on. They said, oh, fuck you. They did actually eventually go home and get her. <laughs> it's just they were being dicks for a while. Yeah, Blueberry never left her. Anyway, moving on. Back here. Um, the lettuce is like that cold a lot. I left it alone and look at it now. It's, uh, it's really coming up. We're going to be eating that soon. So that's good. Those were fine. Okay, same thing back here. I did not cover anything except for the lime tree, which I cut all the way back. The beets here really liked that cold snap. Look at them coming up now. And the lemongrass did not so much. I cut all the parsley back. I'm gonna cut all the lemongrass back too. Got the lettuces coming up in front here. They're good. All the strawberries are fine. This lime tree, I cut all the way back, obviously. It's first time it's been cut back in, I don't know, three years. So uh, it's gonna grow back huge and big. That's what happens when you cut it back. The beets over here are just fine as well. That's a weed. So they're doing fine. Everything's coming up in here. Strawberries galore. Strawberries all over at my feet. Strawberries everywhere. That's, that's how strawberries spread. Don't even think about it, Annie. She's exploring. I'm gonna have to extend this fencing because she is exploring how, now how to get over this fence. No, ma'am. And she's smart. She'll figure it out. So, anyway. She will. Rosemary, I still need to cut back. Oop, be careful, Blueberry. I should cut him back too. Right here. He's fine. Rosemary needs to get cut back. And there's potatoes under here. They're growing. I promise, they're growing. So, we'll get there.
Things are, things are still growing. And I don't know what I did with the videos of the chicken. What oh. happened to the chicken? Because oh. I had them in here and I don't know where they went. Hold on. I'm debating on whether or not I want another donut. Oh, that's a rough one. Right. Struggle. Okay. Because um, I made a new folder. Hold on. Let's see. It wouldn't be a show without some kind of fuck up. <laughs> you know? Hey. You know what? You it's know fine. what? That's it's all real. good. It is. It's like as real as you can get. Exactly. Well, we'll do this. All right. So. So. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, Emmy. Never mind. There it went. So poor Emmy got so messed up. Okay, check this out. So we have an injured chicken here. Miss Emmy got attacked by a dog the other day. Say hi, Emmy. So, hi, Liam. We are cleaning her off with water. She's already looking better. She was sitting in the duck enclosure, just sitting there for three days. She wouldn't come out. She wouldn't move. She was very upset. She is very funny. So, yeah, so we are cleaning her up. Getting her all better. We're going to put some silver and some neosporin on her, and she should be right as rain. She's going to sleep in the chicken infirmary tonight. So here's what Emmy looks like right now. That's her back. So. A little dog came in. Yeah, and there's a puncture in there. You can see it. And it's starting to get a little swollen and yellow there. So we are going to put some neosporin on that. I don't know if she can extend this wing. This wing is pretty rough too. Yeah, that wing, those, both those wings are yeah. really tight. Yeah, so poor Emmy. But she'll be okay. Matter from this side, I see the puncture wound in the front too. You see that? Yikes. That's, uh, that's rough there. It's okay, Emmy girl. It's okay, Emmy girl. Hi, baby girl. Let's put some more hydrogen peroxide on you. I've got spray hydrogen peroxide. We're gonna put some colloidal silver on there and some more water. Let you sit in this Epsom salt bath for a while. Yeah, keep moving your head, Emmy, so I can see that. That's uh, That might just be a feather hanging on there. Yeah, I think that's a feather on there. Okay. All right. So she really did not like the hydrogen peroxide on her. She started freaking out and tried to get out of the tub, but... Okay, hold on. She was being really good. She's so good. She's so good. 
she really did not like the hydrogen peroxide at all because it stings. But, you know, there's a good bit of infection in there. So I had to spray it on. She tried to get out of the tub, but she was using her wings, fully extending them. Is there a smaller one? No. No? All right, I'll get something else. I'll go get water. Oh, I have water here. It's okay. Yeah, uh, you can bring it in. That's fine. I'll use it. A water dish for Emmy here. Maybe a little deep, but that's okay. She'll be okay. So she did not like the hydrogen peroxide at all. Look at that. That's her skin. All come off there and hanging down and flat. With the, how did, I don't even know how she's still alive, honestly. She's a hell of a chicken. Wow. I mean, she got mauled. Wow. Poor Emmy. We'll see if she survives. She's come this far. She should be okay. Man. She's awake and it seems a little bit more. Look at that. Of today. Good morning, Miss Emmy. How you doing? I went out to let your friends out and Opal went right over to the duck house and said, where's Emmy? She was very worried about you. But I told her you were in here and you're doing okay and you'll be out soon. Hmm. There's my good girl. You're so funny. Poor Emmy. She's eating an egg bite. Miss Emmy is eating one of the egg bites I made before. Because chickens are cannibals and eggs are actually incredibly good for them. So I had made these egg bites the other day and it's got herbs and all kinds of good stuff in there. All stuff that's good for her. So she's eating. That's very good. And she's pooped. That's excellent. And she's drunk some water. So... She's okay, she just needs to heal. Man. I'm not sure what to do about that skin flap. I'm thinking it's probably just gonna wither up and, well, that piece will like wither up and die off. I hope. I don't know, we'll see. Yep. Yeah, she's, um, Poor Emmy, she's so rough. Like I, I don't know what to do with her. I don't know what to do for her other that, than what we've already done. That skin flap, I feel so bad for her. Seriously, it looks so fucking gross, bro. It really does. And there's like feather still on the top part of it that's detached. Like it got literally like the whole top layer of skin got with the feathers on it got ripped off her body. All right, let's be fat. All right, well hold on, let me go show you guys what I did with the tomatoes. So here's where I put all of the transplanted tomatoes and I'm going to start the seeds down there. So I have a drip system. Hey, get out. They generally leave these alone, but they're being very crazy right now. So I got a tomato up here, but I think you're not doing well. He needs more sun. This guy's good. This guy's good. The coffee trees we're going to try and bring back. These guys down here, okay, down there, of course those there, and then we'll do ceilings on the bottom. So it's like a drip system going on. I put water in one, it drips down into the other, so, and 
then it gets sent from here. When there's sun, that is. Here's the dogs being crazy. That's what they do when we don't go for a walk, which we didn't this morning. Yeah. That's what they do in your house all day, right? All day. All day. All day. It doesn't. Honestly, it's well, if we go for a good long walk in the morning, then they usually they take a good nap and then they chill. They play pretty hard at my house. My yeah. dogs do. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. So anyway, um, so the gardens are coming along, you know, well, uh, I have lots of plans. I'm still trying to be organized. I got my seeds in from Survival Essentials. Um, I probably scored one of the last 40% off deals. It's back to 10% off, but that's still a great deal. Survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT. And then, of course, I'm using the plant surge water in the gardens. And you get an automatic 10% discount on plant surge units at freedomplantsurge.com. And then, of course, you know, electroculture to make it grow twice as fast, five times bigger at electrofreedom.com. You save 20% when you use promo code Wolfpack. So that's I'm all being a fatty. Fat you are being. That's okay. Uh, You're allowed to be a fatty. Mm -hmm. It's all good. All right. So moving on to cooking with Liam. You guys want to learn how to make ice cream cake? Because it was Liam's birthday hmm. last week. So of course we had to change his birthday dinner. Um because Connor was sick. So now we're doing birthday dinner this week instead of last week. But that's okay. We're going to hibachi. He said he wanted hibachi. So I hope this is the first one. I have no idea. I guess we'll find out. All right. So welcome back to Cooking with Liam. Except Liam isn't here. He's at school. And I'm making his birthday cake today. At least I'm starting to because he wants an ice cream cake. He wants a homemade ice cream cake. So we're gonna do the base, the bottom level, as a chocolate peanut butter ice cream custard. So I gotta make the custard base first. So that's where we're gonna start. So we need one cup of heavy whipping cream. So One cup of heavy whipping cream going in here. Three cups of half and half. So we're going to put this all in this saucepan here and get it open. Another one started. There's not quite three cups in here, which is why I had to buy more. There we go. So, that's two cups of half and half in with the heavy cream. 
and a third cup. So we're going to put this on medium-low heat until it starts to just barely simmer. we got to stir it pretty regularly and turn the heat down to low. So medium-low heat until it just starts to simmer. Stir it regularly and turn the heat down to low once it starts to simmer. All right, step two. Eight eggs with the yolks separated from the whites. We're gonna use the yolks. We're gonna save the whites for meringues. Now, I just washed these eggs. Of course, I get my eggs from my chickens out back. Um, so they stay on my counter unwashed until I'm ready to use them. Makes them last a lot longer. The eggs you get from the grocery store are like up to 100 days old when you get them. These are a couple days old and I'm getting eight or nine eggs a day right now from my chickens and uh, two or three from my ducks. So I have lots of eggs and that's because my older girls are molting right now. So they're not giving me any eggs, but my girls tend to come through molt really fast. And I think it's because of the electroculture, to be honest. So, and these eggs have started off small from these new chickens we have, but as they get older, their eggs are going to get really big. I'm already seeing them get bigger day by day. So, If you're not familiar with electroculture, go to electrofreedom.com. Be mindful, Google does not like the website or Big Tech does not like that website because it's free. Hosted by a platform that they can't control. But electrofreedom.com, go check that out. So, about halfway through here with my eggs separating the meringues from the yolks. There is a trick to it. Eventually I'll teach Liam, but as you may have seen from him making cookies, he's not that great at cracking eggs just yet. It is an art and it takes a lot of practice. See how much bigger this egg is? Whoop! Lost the whole yolk, but it's still solid, so pick it up with the eggshell. Drop it into the other one to get that excess white off. There we go. And check this one out. This one's huge. This is the size of a duck egg. It's one of my chickens. My second year chickens. That's a big old egg. So. All right. Eight yolks, eight egg whites. We're gonna put a top on this and stick it in the fridge. And we're gonna whisk up the egg yolks and we're gonna add it into this as soon as it starts simmering, which we need to stir here. Not quite simmering yet. I'm watching for the little tendrils of wispies of heat to start coming off the top. That's how you know, so. All right, now we're just below a simmer. See the heat coming off of this, the steam coming off. So we're gonna turn this down to low, 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 and let it keep going. 
And then in this bowl, we're gonna take our egg yolks, our eight egg yolks. And one cup of sugar. course everything always calls for white sugar or brown sugar I use cane sugar which is brown but basically unprocessed unbleached white sugar right so one cup of sugar and just an eighth a teaspoon of salt Okay, we are like right close to boiling here. I'm gonna take this off the heat because it's as low as it's gonna go. It's been about 10 minutes. Can you see? Oh, I think I have the wrong one there. Let's try this one. Okay, I'm actually gonna add vanilla and chocolate. Well, chocolate peanut butter, and that's why. Don't forget to keep stirring that milk, right? You don't want it to get clumpy or anything. So, since it's just a little bit, I'm gonna use my Celtic sea salt, which I usually put back in my uh, water to remineralize it. So just an eighth a teaspoon of salt. That's really good salt. Whisk that all together until it's well incorporated. Now, if you're gonna add vanilla or chocolate, now is the time to do it. Okay, I'm actually going to add vanilla and chocolate. Well, chocolate peanut butter, and that's why I'm going to add the vanilla. Both of them, really. So, a tablespoon of vanilla. In. Plus, I like to add the vanilla. It's real Jamaican vanilla. Really good. Got it in Jamaica. So stir that up, well mixed. And then I have this uh, peanut butter chocolate powder that we're gonna use. Cause I can't find my regular cocoa powder. I have no idea why, no idea where it went. Probably in one of my oh shit boxes somewhere because I honestly don't use it that much. So, half a cup chocolate peanut butter powder. Again, we're going to mix this in really well. Whisk it all together. All right. All right. Now the trick is to get the hot milk and the egg yolks combined without cooking the eggs, right? You don't want them to curdle. 
So take a half a cup of the hot milk or thereabouts, okay? And put it, whisk it really slowly into your egg yolk mixture. So you're tempering the egg yolks. You wanna mix it up really well. before you do it again. So this is the next one. Again, you're gonna do this three, actually four times, three more times after the first time. So very slowly, whisk the hot cream into your egg yolk mixture and keep whisking until it's well incorporated. Because you don't want your eggs to cook. So slow and steady and a little bit at a time is the name of the game here. So that was number two. Third time, very slow, just dribble it in. Slowly dribble, quickly whisk. Last one, and there's still some cream in here, right? Because there was four cups to start with and we're putting two cups in here. And then we're gonna put this whole thing back in with the other cream. Again, slowly dribble, quickly whisk. Yeah. So now our mixture Looks like this. Like this. It's a little frothy, right? Not curdled. Now, we're gonna put that in here, back into the pan the hot cream and then we've got to whisk it constantly over medium-low heat I'm gonna get everything out of this all right I have all that peanut butter and stuff in here I'm gonna get all the good flavor and the sugar in here a lot of that sugar dissolved as we put the heat hot the hot cream in And then we're gonna put this back up on medium-low, which is about two on my stove. And we're gonna whisk it constantly until it thickens and it'll coat the back of the spoon. About five to 10 minutes. So don't let it boil, whisk it constantly. 
Trust the process. Okay, we are like right close to boiling here. I'm gonna take this off the heat because it's as low as it's gonna go. It's been about 10 minutes. And you see that coats the back of a spoon. So I'm gonna let it cool down here for just a little bit. Mmm, that's really yummy. Mmm, mm-hmm. That's gonna be delicious. So still whisking it a little bit here. As it cools. We're going to pour it back into this bowl, which comes with a lid, which is really handy. I use them to rise bread still a lot. And we're going to put it in the refrigerator. Well, we're going to let it cool for about 20 minutes on the counter. Then we're going to put it in the refrigerator and let it chill overnight. And then tomorrow, we're gonna put it in the ice cream maker. So we're not putting it in the freezer tonight, right? Tomorrow's Liam's birthday, so tomorrow morning, I'm gonna finish making this. Actually, it's about quarter to two now. We'll probably, we'll see how it goes. We might let it chill for about five or six hours and then put it in the, the freezer or in the, uh, the ice cream maker bowl, which is in the freezer and put it in the ice cream maker. So right now we're just gonna let it cool for about 20 minutes. So see there's heat rising off of it. And then we'll put it in the refrigerator for at least a few hours. Might put it in the freezer for a few hours to cool it down a little bit more, like during the show tonight, and then put it through the ice cream maker this evening and get the base started. Now, before I put the ice cream, well, the custard. All right, so for the base of the ice cream cake, I'm kind of going to throw a couple different things together. So I got a, a Giardelli semi-sweet baking bar, right? This is all going to go in my food processor and get crumbled up. So baking bar. A Heath bar, two of them actually. I don't actually like eating Heath bars regularly, but I put it in all my baked goods because I tell you that toffee just adds an extra layer to it. Some graham cracker crumbs. Let's put a little bit more graham cracker crumbs in there. Some of the chocolate chip cookies that we made last night. We'll leave some to eat. But I left the last batch in a little bit longer specifically for this so it would be nice and crispy. So we're gonna chop that all up. And then we'll take about half of it 
mix it with some melted butter and uh, put it as the, the base base of the cake. And then in between the layers of ice cream, we'll put the other layer. So here we go. All right, so we got ourselves a nice little Heath Bar chocolate chip cookie, graham cracker, chocolate mix for our base and in between layers of our ice cream cake. Custard base. Now, before I put the ice cream, well, the custard base in the fridge, I'm gonna put some semi-sweet, or actually, these are milk chocolate morsels in there. So it's still warm enough, enough that they might melt a little bit, which would actually be not bad at all. That like chocolate swirls through there. So I'm gonna whisk those in. Yeah, they're definitely melting in there. That's awesome. And then I'm gonna cool it, put a lid on it, cool it in the refrigerator, maybe in the freezer for a bit, and then we'll run it through the ice cream maker. So. Do we have any of this cake left? No, we ate it all. And it was big too, because it was in a spring form pan. It was huge. It was delicious though. Uh, so that's how you make custard base for mm -hmm. ice cream. Thanks. In case y'all didn't know. So that's just the, the, the initial part. This is why we didn't do this last week. Cause we did all cooking with Liam last week mm -hmm. and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. A lot. So a lot. Um, yeah, a lot. So let's see. Then Liam came home and we started making the vanilla part. Okay. Welcome back to cooking with Liam. Smile, Liam. We're making your ice cream cake. I know. I already made the base layer and I made the cookie crumb layer for the bottom, which is going to be graham crackers and chocolate chip cookies that we made and um, some Heath bar. Okay. You know how I love that. So you have extra and chocolate. chocolate chip cookies, right? I think there's two left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you the need to make the vanilla ice cream layer. So to do that, to start, we need two and a quarter cups of milk or half and half. We're going to use half and half because that's what we have. So two and a quarter cups. Yeah. Two and a quarter. Okay. Pour it in here into our saucepan. All right. All right, hey, let me see. Then one cup, it's fine, we'll come out with the heavy cream. One cup of heavy cream. One cup of heavy cream. Okay, we are not doing this as a custard one. We're doing this Philadelphia style, so no egg yolks in this one. Just milk, sugar. Did you record the base layer? Mm-hmm. I did. The one with uh the cookies. With egg yolks. Mm-hmm. Because that one's a custard one. It's gonna be like the heavier one on the bottom and the lighter one on the top. So and then of course sugar, which again, that was close for white sugar. We use 
cane sugar around here, but one cup of sugar. Okay, put that in there. If this tastes bad, uh... oh my goodness, it's not gonna taste bad. It's gonna taste delicious. It's your fault. It's gonna taste delicious. All right, so what oh. we're gonna do? I said okay. I should Yeah. So. Like. And we also need to add vanilla, but right now, I need you to start stirring. Okay, so we want to stir until all the sugar is dissolved on a low heat. Low heat. And then... Stir, stir. Stir, stir. All I know is that my arm hurts. I know your arm hurts. Yeah, it hurt before I did this. It's going to hurt much more afterwards. Okay, two teaspoons of vanilla. You would think Going in. that baking would take so much physical... One. Strength, but it does. Two. Okay. Alright, this isn't much baking. This is more making, but would this be cooking? It is. Okay. We've done a little bit of bacon, but honestly, everything we've done is cooked. So. Except cookies. Cookies with bake. And so bread, kind of. Bread is definitely baking. And then buttermilk. Okay, we've done a lot of baking. We've done a lot of baking. <laughs> And a lot of just normal cooking. We did butter. Yep. We did, uh, what's it called? Lemonade. We're doing this, and then we're going to do iced tea. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to rinse out, well, yeah, I'm going to rinse out this measuring cup because we're going to use it, actually. Stir, stir, stir. Stir, stir, stir. stir. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. All right, so gently, gently, gently. Okay, so we will be back when this is all warmed up. All right, you see how there's like a layer of froth around the end? Yeah. And there's steam coming up from this? Yeah. That means it's done. See the steam coming up? Okay? Yes. So... We are going to pour it into here. No, we should have done. Back into the big measuring we should have cup. Made banana. You can. We can still add bananas banana. to this, on top of the chocolate and peanut Ice butter. Yeah. We can totally add bananas in this. Once we put it into the uh, ice cream maker tomorrow. Would you like me to do that? Yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> I think a uh, banana chocolate peanut butter ice cream cake sounds pretty freaking phenomenal actually okay so this we're gonna let cool for on the counter here for a little bit and then just a few minutes and then we're gonna put it in the refrigerator and let it cool all the way for a few hours and then we're gonna come back either tonight after the show we're gonna come back tonight after the show and churn at least the first layer, right? All right. And then I'll churn the second layer tomorrow. Okay. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we made dinner. I know. No, that's not in here. Don't worry. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, oh no! In the meantime, I think we made the base here. Nope. I did that one. Okay. So two different types of ice cream. You've got your uh, 
no, no, that was the next one. Um, custard style ice cream, which actually we liked a lot better than the Philadelphia style. So the one with the egg yolks was a lot better than the one without. And Liam did not end up liking the bananas at all, oh. which was really sad because I liked the bananas. So, all right, here we go. Here's the base. So, no, Seamus, you can't have that banana. So, we need to be seriously, we need to melt some of this butter here and mix it. Actually, we're going to melt some of this butter and we're going to mix it with the uh, the bottom layer. And we're gonna build your ice cream cake in a springform pan. In this pan that releases on the bottom. Okay? So see it releases on the sides so that you get a perfect cake. So we're gonna melt this butter and then we're gonna add some of this bottom to it. Okay. Oh my goodness, you're so concerned about time. Everything just takes how much, however long it takes. I just feel like my birthday's tomorrow. I know your birthday's tomorrow. From the day of recording this. If you guys are seeing this, uh, my birthday was yesterday. Yes. Because you'll see this on Saturday and his birthday will have been Friday. So... All this is the bottom layer, but we're not putting all this in there because we're actually going to make a couple different layers okay. of your ice cream cake. Okay. Okay. So as soon as this melts, we'll put some of this in. I know. Liam doesn't understand why he has to show his work in school in math when he can do it in his head. Got to show your work, dude. So. Uh, I don't know how much butter we put in here. Probably about a quarter cup of butter. Maybe a half cup. We're going to put about a cup of this, which is cookie crumbs, graham crackers, Heath, Heath bar, and some chocolate bits. Wow. Take this off the heat. What she's trying to say is like her favorite thing are Heath bars. And we're going to keep mixing it together until... Can you get out, Seamus? Until you have a consistency that you can press into the bottom. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. 100%. Oh, 100,000%. We're doing popcorn soon. Okay. Do we have to grow the corn first? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're not doing popcorn soon. No. Popcorn would take like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and we're going to do this. No, this isn't all going on the bottom. This is going to be in like two layers. Yeah, because like. Because we're going to put the chocolate peanut butter and then the vanilla. So in I between. We'll put a layer of this. And you want to add some banana, huh? Yeah. 
No, everything we've done has mm -hmm. tasted good, except mm -hmm. the lemonade, which we changed a yeah. tiny bit. I think there's too much, like, actually happening. Okay. So, we'll get all this in here. Okay. Put more of that, like, brown stuff in it. Sugar. More sugar, is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, we're going to take our spring form pan here, okay? Yeah, guys. And we're going to just put a layer of this, about half of what's in here. It looks like dog dirt. It does, on the bottom. <laughs> it looks like dog dirt. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, grab it. Hold it on that side. Yep. It smells good. Mm -hmm. It looks like dog dirt. All right, turn it off. So, I still remember We've got that all spread out on the bottom. Yeah, doctor. Nice and even. I was like, what am I doing? Use a rubber spatula instead. Now we are going to put this in the freezer overnight and oh let it freeze. And then it'll be the base for our ice cream cake tomorrow. So when he's a teenager and he starts dating, I totally hope that you still have these videos so we can fuck with him when he dates. The internet is forever. This never goes away. That's not fucking true. It's totally going to go away. Oh, that's true. The internet is going to go away soon. But it's still forever, you know. All right. Anyway. Um, so, on to churning the ice cream. And basically, the base turned into, like, one giant awesome chocolate bar. Just like we made our own candy bar for the base. It was pretty freaking delicious. So... Definitely. When you were saying that you were going to do it in between, you know what I was thinking of? I actually added your caramel sauce to the middle layer too. Oh, nice. And it was uh, so good. I was thinking of Carvel ice cream cake. You know those chocolate things in the middle? Yes, like the, the crunchies. crunchies in the middle. Totally what I was going for. Fucking favorite. Totally what I was going for. All right. Here's how you turn ice cream. And if you don't have an ice cream maker, then. I need to get one. You need one. All right. Ready to turn some ice cream? Yeah. So. I have some on a <laughs> I uh, I made this peanut butter chocolate custard base this morning. Go ahead, try it. It's really yummy, actually. We're just gonna. There's that. My birthday cake changes real good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna stir it up a little bit here, and then we're gonna put it in the ice cream churner. It tastes like Reese's Pieces. It does taste like Reese's peanut butter. But here's the deal: when you use an ice cream maker, right? Which I have my I don't know what use. ice cream maker here. You want to get it going. First off, the bowl has to be frozen. So we keep ours in the freezer all the time. Okay. You want to start it before you put the ice cream in. All right. So start it first. And then I'm going to take this off. Just put that in there. Ooh, I need the, I need the piece for it. I need the turner piece. Okay. I got the turner piece, right? Does, does no good without that. goes in. What are you doing, buddy? All right, we'll turn the water off. Look, we're putting this in slowly, okay? 
putting all this ice cream in here. And it's going to churn for about 20 minutes, and then we're going to put it in the cake pan and let it freeze overnight. Yeah, guys. And then tomorrow morning, I'm going to churn the second batch, the vanilla flavor. And I won't be there, because mm -hmm. it's not fair. And I'm going to build your ice cream cake. And she's going to make it, and I'm going to have it when I get home. Well. Probably not when I get home, but After dinner. After dinner. Mm -hmm. You want to lick that whole thing? No. No? Not even that? All right. Ice cream can turn in for about 30 minutes. I bet, right? About 30 minutes, Liam. And that's what it looks like. It's good and thick. And then the base, Juju Seamus, uh, is nice and frozen. So we are going to turn this off and scoop this ice cream out. So check this out. Now it's going to freeze, right? That's like soft serve ice cream right now. We got to freeze it for, well, we'll freeze it overnight again. So we're going to scoop this all out into the base here. Oh, it tastes good. I bet it does. It tastes good, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is meant for teaching you how to cook. Mm-hmm. And I, if I can do it, you can do it. Well, exactly I mean, I right. do have this professional next to me, but don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Mm. All me. You want to lick that clean? Mm. No? All right. Mm. Man, that's good. I don't know. All right. Okay. Now. Ooh, this bowl is still really cold. We're just gonna pour this out Honestly, into here. We don't even need to put it in the freezer. We could just put it outside. Yeah, it's not that cold tonight. It's only like 45. Oh, fuck. If we did it last night though. Last night it would have been really cold. All right. Mm-hmm. So. All right. We're going to even this out, put it in the freezer overnight. <clears throat> Tomorrow we'll trim the next layer and put that on. All right, so we are going to cover this in plastic wrap. Press and seal. Before we put it in the freezer. So. Plastic wrap over it in the freezer overnight. Then we'll put the the next layer on, which uh, the in-between layer, which is the same as the base, except I added some caramel sauce to it. And that's in the refrigerator. So we'll put that over this layer. And then we'll put the vanilla layer on that will turn in the morning. And then whipped cream on top of that. So almost done. About halfway there. All right. Round two, churning ice cream. I've got the vanilla base that we made last night. It's about to go in the ice cream maker. 
and uh, then Liam wanted to put some bananas in it too because he loves bananas. So I actually have some frozen bananas that I'm gonna chop up and add in while it's churning. So remember, bowl's gotta be frozen. We have two, we keep them in the freezer all the time. So, and then you start it churning and then pour it in. Whoop, there we go. In you go, perfect. I think we put a little too much in yesterday. I think I probably should have split that in half, but it's okay because it's a custard base, so it freezes pretty well. See, good, solid, frozen chocolate peanut butter ice cream. So we're actually gonna get the uh, middle layer to put on here. There's on the vanilla is gonna go on top and then whipped cream on top of that. So let's get that out. That's been in the fridge cooling all night. So, I have frozen bananas. I just smushed them up and I'm gonna put them in here in the ice cream while it's churning. These were ripe bananas. I like to throw them in the freezer when they get ripe if I'm not ready to make banana bread right then. So that uh, we can get banana bread or whatever out of them later. So, now I have the center layer, right? I put some caramel sauce in it and I put it in the fridge overnight. It might have gotten a little too chilled, but that's okay, because I'm gonna break it up and kind of just set it as a layer on top, like the crunchies in between. Seamus, get out of there. So, I can just kind of push it down in here. I just got to break it up with a spoon, like chop it up into little pieces almost, layers of it. All right, so we'll do this. The ice cream still has another 20 minutes or so to churn. Come back. I got the middle layer on, which is creme cracker crumbs, chocolate chip cookies, chocolate pieces, um, Heath bar, and caramel. And this is churning away nicely. I got the banana going in there. So I'm gonna go walk the dogs while this continues to churn for about another 20 minutes or so. And then we come back, when I come back, we'll put that on top of that, put it back in the freezer. All right, our ice cream has been churning about 25 minutes now. And that looks pretty good. I think it's time to take it out and put it on top of that, put it back in the freezer. I didn't walk the dog yet. I'm gonna do that next. All right, so I have evened out my ice cream cake. That is the wrong clip. Let's see what we got. You can see it better. Nope. All right, so I'm gonna the ice cream off of this and put it in the sink. Might cheat and lick some of that. 
It is very delicious. I didn't put a lot of banana in. So it's just a hint and some chunks. So it's more vanilla. It's very delicious. So that's what our ice cream looks like. I'm gonna take this, pop it right on in there. It's gotta freeze for two to four hours. And we'll make some whipped cream and put that on top. Probably freeze it again, just for the whipped cream's sake. And then we will have our ice cream cake. It will most definitely be ready by the time Liam's birthday dinner happens tonight. Because we eat dinner pretty late because we have the show in the evening. So, there we go. So... That was the vanilla without, and you can see the difference when it's churned versus the custard base. Oh yeah. But the custard freezes better. The vanilla, the, the Philadelphia ice cream melts really, really fast. Like mm -hmm. once the custard base freezes, like it's frozen ice cream. Yeah. Once but this the, is like a soft serve, it, almost like yeah. a gelato texture. Exactly. So anyway, um, all right, get rid of that. Ooh, I didn't need to get rid of that one. Maybe I did. All right. Whipped cream. Welcome back to Freedom Gardens, cooking with Liam. We have one more thing to do to get our ice cream cake all done, okay? We need to make whipped cream for the top. You want whipped cream on the top of your ice cream cake? Sure. Yeah, all right. So the trick to making really good whipped cream is to freeze the bowl that you're gonna mix it in and the whisk. So I need you to go out to the big freezer outside yeah. and go get the freezer bowl and the whisk that's in there, okay? All right, so you see, peaks are starting. Okay, that is killing me there. It's not what I wanted. All right, yeah, that's cold. You can see it. See, it's frozen. So, yeah, it's cold, right? It's been in there for like three hours. So, one cup of heavy cream, okay? Pour it in, pour it in. Now we're gonna start with the heavy cream and we're gonna whisk it with this cold whisk until heavy peaks form. So we're gonna do it on high, all right? So we're gonna let this go for a few minutes. All right, yeah, that's cold. All right, that is cold. So, um, let me find the rest of them here because they're all messed up. How come you're not using the GoPro? Um, I got to get it all set up. I'm a pain in the ass. That's why. You're a pain in the ass? Okay. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that it's a pain in the ass, but I no, like no. that you said that you're a pain in the no, ass it's, because it's that's total, a much more accurate totally statement. totally me. It's totally hey, I'm not me. saying that I use the shit that I have either. I'm just asking the question. No. Yeah, Because no. I do it all the time. They're like, hey, where are you? And I'm like, listen. Yeah, no. It's totally me. me. Okay. All right. I think. Here we go. Right? Turn it off. Turn it down. And when turn it off. When you lift it up, you can see we're not quite there yet. It needs to go a little bit longer. Okay. One tablespoon. Alright, we're gonna mix all that up with powdered sugar. Dump that in. Okay. Yeah. 
It's all incorporated, and then we'll have whipped cream. Yeah. So we just added one tablespoon of confectioner sugar and one teaspoon of vanilla. Whipped cream is so easy. It's literally yes. heavy cream, sugar, and vanilla, mm -hmm. and, and that's it, and it's done. So then let's see. <laughs> oh, nope. Too late. There we go. All right. All right. So I have evened out my ice cream cake, but to cover it with saran wrap. Oh, nope. That's the wrong one. Sorry. Whipped cream. So use the plastic spatula to just even it out best I could. And actually, I have uh, oh. I had like this cake form pan. Mm -hmm. So check this out. My spring form pan came with a bunch of molds. We're going to pop this. Right in here. It'll let me yeah we're gonna push it down but it didn't work i think you put it on upside down i might have i probably did could also i think you sure supposed to put that on the bottom so when you could bake go. the cake and you flip it over it's a raised 3d oh. uh image Look at that. She's so smart. Well, it didn't work the way I wanted, but that's okay. But I think for the ice cream cake version, you could probably do the same. But I think since we're doing the cookie base, you just I would flip it over. Yeah. And then it'll have the indent of the birthday cake. And then you could decorate inside there. Like put happy birthday. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's versatile either way. It could be done. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's our cake. All right. So I expect the... Uh... Spring form pan off. I decorated the top as best I could anyway. We'll put candles on it a little bit. And there we go. Happy birthday, Liam. Nope. It's your birthday. How old are you now? Go ahead. You smell like a monkey living a shoe. I don't think that's how that goes. Nice job. You look like an elephant cake. Take the first bite just in case, you know. It's certified delicious. Certified delicious? Excellent. Happy birthday. The next one, don't make the banana as strong. As strong and you just did a hint. I really didn't do that much. I just think the first bite that he took was, was like all banana, banana. Yeah. and it, it kind of threw him off. But, but so, it looked delicious, and I'm putting was. in my order for my birthday now. <laughs> we have plenty of time. No bitch. kidding. So, but we'll um, try to do the chocolate crunchies. The chocolate crunchies are really this time. Yeah. Yeah. We can figure that out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, that's how you make a birthday an ice cream cake, full ice cream cake from scratch, mm -hmm. all the way from scratch, except the graham crackers, which I totally could have done those too, but it would have taken me like a lot also, longer. Also, you bought graham crackers. Graham, graham cracker crumbs, bitch. Why couldn't I get that out? Uh, you lazy hoe. You could have stuck 
just graham crackers in your fucking food. I know. I don't, I, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because when I buy graham crackers, they disappear. Oh yeah, that's a thing. They get eaten in like that a day. Definitely. And so right. if I buy graham cracker crumbs, then they don't get eaten until mm-hmm. I'm ready to bake with them. I, I get that. Oh, I was just—I just had a thought about like the cinnamon graham cracker. Or yeah, the chocolate. The chocolate graham ones. Graham my dad crackers. uses the chocolate ones yes. for his cheesecakes, and they're I, so I good. Agree. They're so good. They're jam. so good. So, um, yep, yep. y'all want to make uh, macaroni and cheese before we get out of here, too? Sure. I'm just knitting away, so I know, and I'm not going anywhere. I make kick-ass macaroni and cheese, but I'm probably going to eat some of my salad. Yeah. Anyway, I, I make some of the most amazing macaroni and cheese. She made this blue claw crab fucking mac and cheese when I lived with her in Savannah years ago. Mm-hmm. Fucking delicious. Yeah. And the kids were like, what's in the macaroni and cheese? And I was like, get away. <laughs> like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> it's so good. All right. So like my chocolate chip cookies, I have a couple secrets to the mac and cheese. So uh, I'll let you in on them right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome back to Cooking with Liam. Oh. What's one of your favorite things to eat for dinner? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. So we're going to learn how to really cook today. Not bake, although it is kind of baking too, but cook. So we have a number of pots going on here. Okay. We have this pot with water. Go ahead. That's got to boil. Okay. This pot for bacon. This pot for sauce. Eventually they'll all come into one. Okay. But to start, we're boiling water. Okay. So that's coming to a boil. We're gonna put just a little bit of salt in it. Not too much. Well, not too much. That's not a lot, trust me. It doesn't grind that much, okay? And then in this pot, we are going to put bacon and yeah, actually- some weird It's good though, isn't it? It's a, it's a, please, it's really good and you know it. So, we're gonna put bacon. Put bacon on the mac I do put bacon on the mac and cheese. And I the left- it is not. It's criminally offensive not to put bacon in your mac and cheese. Uh, so bacon, cut up small and not too small, about an inch. Because you'll crumble it later. And then bits of ham, some garlic. And today we're going to use leeks as well, just because I have them. So, but to start, we're going to heat up the stove to medium. We're going to heat up the pan and then put some coconut oil and some butter in it. So we'll be back. All right, so we're putting a little coconut oil on the bottom of this to make it non-stick. It's been heating up for a moment. Here's the swirl method, swirl it around. Even though we're putting bacon in, which has a lot of fat in it, Still don't want the bacon to burn and stick to the bottom of the pan. Yeah. So, yeah. Then I'm gonna add our bacon. Before we add our ham and our leeks, I didn't use all the leeks, I'll save some of them for later, but the ham and leeks are going in too. So in here, we are going to melt 
a quarter cup of butter until it's uh, yellow and frothy. And then we're gonna add a quarter cup of flour to it before we add other stuff. So melting a quarter cup of butter in here and we have the bacon going in here. We're about to throw the ham and the leeks in over here. All right, we've got the ham and the leeks in with the bacon and we put some good garlic in there too. It already smells so good. Yeah, 100%. 100,000 yards quadrillion percent. I'm yes. being paid to say that. <laughs> In food? All right. Yes. Our butter is melting here. Our water's not quite boiling there, but it's getting there. So as soon as this melts, we're going to add a quarter mm. cup of flour and whisk it together. Buttery biscuit. Oh, no. So while all that is cooking, we need to grate some cheese. Because it is macaroni and cheese, after all. Cheese, mac cheese. macaroni and cheese. Now I we can make our own cheese. Oh, no, I come to. We can make some of our own cheese, but um, I'll make some. I like to use all different kinds of cheese in my macaroni and cheese. So the reason why he says it's weird, I say it's really good. I say, she, well, you gotta teach you guys how to make a real grilled cheese. I do make amazing grilled cheese as well. That is. The bomb. So, cutting the rinds well, off. Cheese, I can't really Some, what is this anyway? Yes. I think this is. Ah, Jarlsberg. Okay, Jarlsberg. You want to grate some cheese, Liam? Come here. Come here. See how I'm doing it? Move it back. Losing the video there. Okay. This. Left hand, hold this steady. Do not grate your fingers. Okay? Up and down. Push down hard and up and down. Oh, it's harder than it looks, huh? See? <laughs> All right. I guess I'm grating the cheese. Yes. Correct. So right now, this is what our sauce looks like. Okay? I'm not with it. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Yeah, he doesn't whisk. He doesn't grate. Not much of a cook here, dude. <laughs> Come whisk so I can put this in the pot that the macaroni is going to go in. So, in our butter and flour, we need quarter teaspoon of thyme, okay? Of thyme? Of thyme. How am I supposed to get thyme? Oh. <laughs> T-H-Y-M-E, it's an herb. Here, okay? I don't trust you. Uh-huh. Drop that in. Okay, that's more than a quarter. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. It's fine. All right. When do then, we, this in <sighs> we would normally do a quarter teaspoon of oh, cayenne. No. And an eighth of a teaspoon of white pepper, but instead we're going to use our four pepper seasoning. I'm going to try it. Because it's pretty spicy. And I'm just going to use a quarter teaspoon of our four pepper seasoning in here, okay? Which is habanero, jalapeno, um, Tabasco, mostly Tabasco, and ghost pepper. So, you can taste it. Yeah, it's quite, quite spicy. All right, so we're going to stir this up. For a couple more minutes. 
All right. And then we're going to pour in milk. We need three cups of milk total, but we start with one. So we're going to pour three whole cups of milk into here. Okay. Come pour it in here, but only pour one cup in. <laughs> See where the four, the three is there? Pour it till it's down to two. Smoothly, carefully. Okay, stop, 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 and see where you're at. Well, my three. You're at, you're at what? Three. Okay, keep going, a little bit more. Okay, we're going to whisk it in until it's all smooth. Stop. That's good. Oh, my two. Perfect. So put that down for now. We're going to come back to that. We're going to whisk this up until it's all smooth. Heat the oven. We have a lot of citrus behind you too. Look at all that citrus. Can you preheat the oven to 400? Actually, we're not going to do that yet. Never mind. I can do it now. No, 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 because we're not going to cook it yet. We're not going to cook it until after the show. We're just going to prep everything else. Okay. Okay. So, because it only takes 20 minutes to cook. But for now, our butter is yellow and frothy in here. So we're going to add a quarter cup of flour. Oops, I got those clips mixed up. Sorry, y'all. Well, quarter cup of flour. You saw how it went. Done. That, look how thick that got now, right? Much better. That's what we're looking for. All right, and that's before you add the milk. Good job. Okay, now our Whatever. sauce is thick milk. and smooth. We're gonna pour in the rest of the milk. Go ahead, don't spill it. Pour it right on in. There we go. And we're going to stir it all again mm -hmm. until it's all nice and smooth. Then we're going to, uh, a bit. And we're going to stir in a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of Worcestershire, and a pinch of ground allspice, actually. Mm-hmm. So once this is smooth, so. Come here. Teaspoon of salt. We're going to use Celtic sea salt. Waiting for that to boil. That's already boiling. No, that's hot though. So actually, <laughs> we can move this over to here. It's a bigger burner. There we go. Okay, ready? Teaspoon of salt. Okay. Teaspoon of salt. Run. In you go. Okay. Yep. This is our keychain. Yep. This is my cooking dice. It's like your cooking keys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Teaspoon of Worcestershire. Worcestershire? Worcestershire. 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 No, it's not that hot. Come here. Teaspoon of Worcestershire. He's an alien. No belief in my mind. Okay. That's gonna like burn me if I touch it. It's not that hot. It's not even boiling. It. We just want it to simmer. We don't want it to boil. Okay. And then, the night. A pinch of allspice or I nutmeg. If you don't have allspice, nutmeg will work too. <laughs> I personally like the allspice. So, ready? Put a little bit in your hand, literally. 
That's between your fingers, oh, right? Okay. A pinch. Okay. A pinch. Go ahead. Put the macaroni in. All right, go on. Put the macaroni in. Water's boiling. My phone died as we were making the last video, but in the sauce, when we put the rest of the milk in, we put in a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. Sister sauce, exactly, and a pinch of allspice, or you can use nutmeg if you don't have allspice as well. And now we are just whisking this, keeping it just below a simmer, for about eight minutes until it thickens up. I don't know if it's y'all, but I love blowing on stones. You're silly. And then, of course, you want to stir up your macaroni a little bit so it doesn't all stick together as it cooks. Okay. If you put a wooden spoon on top of your pot, it won't boil over. So, since you don't want to grate, how about you come and slowly whisk? Okay. No. No, no, I'll grate, you whisk. Slowly whisk, just slow circles around, just so it doesn't burn, that's all. Okay, we'll be back. Because I'm starting on the next Eight. block of cheese. Liam's making letters Possible. with the whisk. Um, moving on to Swiss, because it's what I have. And why not, I like Swiss. Yay, possible. Keep whisking. Okay. At least a hundred percent possible. Mm-hmm. Keep whisking. That's a lot of cheese right there. A lot. A lot of cheese. So almost. And not quite all of it. Alright, next cheese. We're gonna skip the orange cheddar because that does not go on macaroni and cheese. But we do have some espresso. Oh, that's not a real good. Belvatano. I love the Belvatano cheeses, they're so good. So, uh, the espresso one's really good. We're gonna put it in macaroni and cheese. By the way, why not? By the way, if it matters to y'all, the Merlot is really good too. By the way, if it matters to you, uh, every letter is possible. Absolutely. With a whisk. So our sauce is getting nice and thick here. That's with the three cups of milk and the spices. And we are going to turn off the heat and add two and a half cups of cheese. We usually have three cups of cheese total. I like to use a little bit more. It's just me. So. I'm going to turn the heat off here. All right. Okay. Grab some cheese. Go ahead. Dump it. All right. The noodles are in. We're going to stir them up with the pesto. Get them all coated. We're going to stir them up with Oops. Wrong clip again. Man, I hate it when that happens. So the noodles are straining in the sink right now, draining anyway. Yeah. We're going to turn this one off as well. And we're going to take some pesto and put a, a good bit mess. of pesto on the bottom of the noodles. Go get the noodles from the sink out of the strainer, please. Okay. 
right? Because we love our pesto. And this is key. Pick them up. Pick up the whole bowl, the whole strainer. Not the one off the floor. You can do it. It's hot. All right, the noodles are in. We're gonna stir them up with the pesto. Get them all coated. Also, I'm Maybe cooking. add more pesto. You want them a little yeah. bit green. Okay. Now, you're going to pour our cooked noodles coated in pesto. They're green. Into the sauce. Into the sauce. Yeah. Right. Into the sauce. And like Mix them all up. Mix them all up. Well, that's why we're cooking with Liam, so you can learn. Also, 100% mm -hmm. cooking with Liam is like hard things to do, and I'm standing on a ramen. Ramen. I promise. Mm. Everyone knows how to make ramen. We don't want to learn how to make ramen. We want to learn how to make real macaroni and cheese from scratch, yeah. like this. Don't be shy. Add more pesto. But I don't want to be shy. There you go. This is what our macaroni and cheese looks like right now. Okay, you can eat it like this. It's really good. But we are going to put it in there. Here. And then coat it with the top of that cheese and then bake it. This is what it looks like going in. You guys will see what it looks like coming out. So now we have our macaroni and cheese with bacon and ham. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to put the shredded mac and cheese on the top of it. Again, for the second time. All over it, yep. Number Again two. Again, for the second time. Number two. Well, this has all the cheese inside right. it. And then, you're going to bake it at a 400 degree oven for 20 minutes. We're going to wait till the end of the show, dude. Okay? Unless you're going to take it out, too. No. See? So... 400 degree oven, 20 minutes. Look at that. We're probably gonna sprinkle a little fresh, fresh dried parsley on the top of this too. Weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just said you're weird. <laughs> don't spread, don't spread. Beautiful macaroni and cheese, all done. Bite. See how it is. Cooking with lamb. Macaroni and cheese. Good stuff. All right. So. So he doesn't like to whisk. He doesn't great. like to grate. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten him chopping yet. But that'll come. He's He'll like, probably cut oh a finger off. Arm. Well, he, uh, he had gym that day. And he, I don't know, whatever. The kid plays basketball all the time. He plays outside all the time. I have no idea why he was complaining about his arm. Because he's a boy. Because he's a boy. And it's just and boys so are like, dramatic. And boys are like, I don't want to learn how to cook. No shit. They don't want to do none of that shit. No. So, uh, we got about 10 minutes before tribute. And then we'll get out of here. That's good. Yeah. Get you yawning away over I there. I probably Nick, like. Half a blanket. Defrosting. I mean, seriously, deflating. stop doing that. Well, I think I'm coming down from the donut. Oh, 
Yeah, that sugar high. That sugar high. That'll get you. Okay. So anyway, uh, it's planting season already, people. Go get your seeds at survival-essentials.com. Get your electroculture at electrofreedom.com. Get your plant surge unit at freedomplantsurge.com and start growing your own seeds now because they're going to try and take away the ability for you to grow your own food. They're there. They don't want you to be self-sufficient and self-sustaining. They want you to be fat and miserable and unhealthy and a slave in their system. Don't do that. Learn how to make your own food. Learn how to grow your own food. If you don't know how to cook your own food. Oh, you know what? I need you to find a recipe. To learn. Cook, and I want us to figure out how to make it. What's that? The Jamaican meat pies. Ooh. I mean, I know. I'm I had a, them from the first there at the Publix or wherever I went the other day. Did they have them? Yeah, they have them. They're like a two pack. Oh. They're not that great. I mean, they're not bad at all, but I know. The meat pies in Jamaica were freaking yeah, outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. So I made I some think, turkey turnovers that were pretty good. I could probably do it with beef or chicken too. Yeah. So we should check that out. Yeah, we can make that. I think there's one in the, in the New York Times cookbook. There you go. A recipe for that. So anyway. All right. Well, fuck it. Let's do tribute early. So, because, you know, why not? why not? Why not? And there's our Justin. Okay. Plus, I have to go check on the chicken. Poor little girl. Chicken, chicken, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor thing. You know, that's okay, it's okay, though. It's skin that makes it's me feel so, so rough. I'm like, oh, that's a chicken breast right there. I can see it. Dude, and she, she smells like a chicken that's been in the sun for too long. Like, oh. Like, I feel like it's maybe starting to get infected a little bit. So I oh, put no. the silver on it last night. And it's not the flap. It's the punctures. Oh, well, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's because it's a dog bite. Yeah. You know? So. Dirty mouths. They really do. So we'll, we'll see. Um, again, she's come this far. It's been four days. She's definitely. A trooper. That's for sure. She is. But it's the infection that's killer. Like, literally, it's the infection that's killer. So we're just going to keep going and, um. You know, keep treating her with just uh, you know, you don't have to use the peroxide because she may not like it. She really doesn't use um, and I'm just gonna say saline nasal spray because it's saline and it has a squirter on the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. it. Use saline nasal spray with yeah. the nozzle and then clean it out that way, like squirt it in there. Ooh. and go clean the the stuff out. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, well, I'll do that so, because it's just sterile saline. It doesn't matter if it's sterile saline nasal spray. Yeah, it's just. Sterile saline, saline it, that you can it, squirt. Yeah, like even your contact sterile saline yeah. in the squirt. Yeah. It's sterile saline. Okay. Actually, my contact lens solution has some peroxide in it, too. Yeah. Well, you know, she doesn't like it. But I know she I, doesn't. But, but straight peroxide stings a lot. If it so. works, like I said. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it's hard. Like, you can spray it, but it's not, like, yeah, loosening it up in there, right? Yeah. So with the squirt nozzle, you can, like. Yeah. Stick that up in her and squirt that oh, shit out. Yeah, turkey based do that shit. No shit. <laughs> Man, that poor chicken. She's so good, though. She's so sweet. And right, because when I came in the house, she just looked at me like, okay, bitch. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> she's so sweet. Anyway. So I have to tell you, I've been having so much fun. Yeah. Not cleaning cat boxes. That's not the fun part. No. Nope. But I have been having fun uh, with the animals at work. Good. I have like it's like I was telling you last time, like now they recognize your car when I pull up in your car and yep. they come running. And then I have my favorite. His name is Boris, and he has to wear a collar and he has to wear a sock and he has to wear a sweater with a collar on it to keep him. He has allergies and they said that it's environmental allergies or whatever, but he scratched himself 
all the way around his neck is bald and he scratches it raw. And I've been there where he's gotten his collar off and stuff. Yeah. And just like the whole section of his face was just like bald and raw. Like, so they took him to an allergist and or took her, took him to a specialist and they did the allergy test and he's not allergic to any food. So we don't have to give him any more of that fucking lame ass sensitive food shit. But, um, <laughs> they said that he has environmental allergies. So I'm not hundred percent sure what that means. So they start him on these, uh, little allergy shots and he has been this miserable he was like this miserable grumpy old man sitting in my boss's office until he went to the allergist mm -hmm. and we have a you know we have a clinic yeah. uh, you know on site but you know my vet is not a specialist and we couldn't figure out so mm -hmm. but they've been giving them their treat his treatments of his little allergy shots every week and he is so spicy now and he comes out of the office and he chases the other cats around and he Wants to lay on his back and have his belly rubbed. Aww. And he is so, like, he comes running to me when I come in and I pick him up and I hold him like a baby. He is so cute. But the other day I came out of the restroom and we turned, so we have, they're actually ferret condos, but we have cats in condos in the mm -hmm. hallway. No, either they're like new intakes or whatever. And then we have our house cats that wander around everywhere. So I really wish I would have sent this to you before the show because it would have been fucking adorable for you to put up there. Um, I came out of the bathroom and they just had this show, like this video on Netflix going where there's like birds flying around and there's mm -hmm. like a big pumpkin and it's making all these little noises. And I came out and I was like, oh, look at him watching his soap opera. Oh, isn't that adorable in his little Valentine's Day sweater? Oh, I so wish you guys could see it. it was text it to me real quick. I will. It's the the cutest thing ever. And I um I text that picture to Taylor, and I was like, I hate that I love this cat, man, because I can't bring it home. My hats are assholes. They're like, oh, you funky, you got some weird shit going on. We're gonna fuck you up. Like, oh yeah, they are. Yeah, your cats are total assholes, and that's I think that's why Emmy was hiding in the duck duck house for so long because she. She didn't want the other birds to fuck her up. She's injured. Right. They, you know, they do that. Yeah, they totally do that. They, They'll go I mean, after the weakest one and, and try and, you know, get rid of them because they're a drain, essentially. Right. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. It's that's very, nature. It is. So. Yeah. No. And yeah, like I said, my cats are. Well, because they because they pick on Gunner and Gunner is older and he um, he was declawed when he was little. Yeah. Right. So when he hits you, it's just like these little cotton balls. Right. It's, he's it's so cute. He's so sweet. But everybody in the house knows yep. that he doesn't have nails. Right. So he's and he I have to bullied. Say, he gets bullied a lot. And he has this horrendous, horrendous voice. If he was a human, he would be Gilbert Godfrey. OK. Yes. That's what I think of when he yeah. he's just like a little old. New York Jew, just little grumpy old Jew. Fucked. Okay. <laughs> but that's what he reminds me of when he gets picked on all the time. But yeah, I've really been enjoying over at the animal shelter, just chilling. I tell you what, I really, you know how I swear by this animal therapy shit that I'm pushing so hard. Yep. And it really does make a difference. I don't care how dumb the people are that I work with. I don't care how young and inexperienced they are. I get to go and sit with the animals when I have time mm -hmm. on my breaks and before I go home and, you know, hang out with them and talk to them and socialize with them. And I don't go home pissed off at all. It's really, really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's a, a good fit. Yeah. 
I would. I would way say, fucking better than humans. I would say that I would love to work with animals, but I work with animals all day long, so that's why. yeah. It's different when you can work, and you know what? I work with like I have like right now we probably only have about fifty, maybe sixty cats. I get no flack from them. My animals at home are assholes. Mm-hmm. All of the dogs. She doesn't cats. mean she has 60 cats at home. She means she has 60 no, no, no. cats at the, at the animal shelter. Yeah. 60 cats at work, right? But then they behave. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. Yeah. And then I go home and I'm like, you guys fucking suck, bro. Like, Well, your cats are assholes. I'm not so. even just a cat. You know what? You know who it is. Daisy. Yes. Yep. Your special needs dog. She's <laughs> retarded. Completely retarded. It's not getting hey, better, Leah. guys. Good to see you on a Saturday. No, I was again listening to the the replay from the show a year ago, and when I was bitching about her, and she oh, was no, like, I didn't special, have her yet. "You know, you just gotten her, and oh, you're okay. bitching about her being so freaking retarded and a special needs dog." So Especially, anyway, she's a sec- exceptionally dumb. Yes. All right. Hey, guess what? It's tribute time. See, I it's tribute enough time. time. You want to get hot? Absolutely. Yes, All right. Oh, for Justin. Oh. We're not smoking the bong today, though. We're smoking a little bowl because we're getting low on the herbage and the, the fundage, so we got to be careful. Oh, I feel that. Hits from the bowl today. Mm. Pass it over. Justin actually preferred to smoke a bowl anyway. Just saying. I like... It's all good. I like to smoke out of a bog, but I like to smoke out of a pipe, too. I just like to smoke. I really don't give a fuck. I know. I, I do Where care. it comes from? I 100% care. I do not like blunt wraps at all. Oh, see, I don't I don't even mind a blunt every I once in a while. Like I mean, not all the time, but every once in a while. I'll smoke a joint all day. I get smoke. I just, I don't like things that change the flavor profile of my weed. That this is why we like glass. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, shit, fuck. We almost didn't have glass. No shit. Don't break my glass there, bitch. My bad. What's tidy? I know it is tiny. It's such an itty bitty ball. I'm telling you, the one that I got for Christmas? Yes. That, that bowl is fucking Love it. This is great, though, because I can fit it in a little pouch. That's a perfect size. And bring it with me anywhere. Travel size. Perfect. It's a travel size bowl. That's right. Mm hmm. It's actually my car bowl. You see? I said travel size bowls. Yep. <coughs> mm, see? Still tax a punch. It does. Just. All right. My throat's a sore. Well, you know. You'll have that. Yeah. On those little jobs. Because they eat a little harder. They do. Because it's not filtered through water. You know, it's not good. Exactly. I'm good. You suck. She does not smoke like a Jamaican. I haven't really been lately. I don't know. Well, it's your phases. You know, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. It's all good. We got to start growing this too. That'll be some of the seedlings, seedlings, because we really need to start growing this. Bro. The struggle, yeah. the struggle is real. The struggle is really real. Because, uh, uh, yeah. You... We're broke as fuck. 
Everybody's broke as fuck. Everybody's broke as fuck. The whole fucking world is broke as fuck. Eh, the whole country. No, the whole world. Mm. That's true. But it's just, it's ridiculously expensive. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Leo, I didn't know you were Irish. <laughs> Leo said, I've heard that tiny comment so many times, I use the same excuse. <laughs> But everybody's Irish. We talked about that in the Patriot Party podcast. Literally, the Irish have fucked their way through every freaking culture in the world. Everybody's yeah, got some, some Irish in them. They really are. They're horny. You know, they just, you know, them, they're Catholic, the Catholics and the Irish. They just like to fucking make babies. Well, they're Irish Catholics. So, exactly. you know, that's Drink how that goes. Fuck. That's what they do. Yes. If they didn't drink so much, they'd have taken over the world a long time ago. I don't see the Irish represented at the WEF. Mother Weffers. Anyway. All right. Well, I think we're going to get out of here. Because, uh, yeah. We had to go. Yeah, no shit. We had to go tend some chicken before uh, we go to birthday dinner for Liam. And my mom. I know. Poor thing. His birthday really sucked this year. But you know what? Every once in a while, someone has a bad birthday. So it happens. it happens, you know, I think it's probably his first one. So, you know, and it, I mean, how bad was it? It wasn't that bad. Exactly. It's not like he didn't have his ice cream cake. True. We made an ice cream cake for him and I cleaned his room, which right? was pretty huge. I mean, that's gift alone. Yeah. Took me mm-hmm. like two days. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. It's about time and memories. So that's right. And not all the commercial shit. Right. Yes. So, again, grow your own food. Grow your own food with electroculture. It adds copper. And uh, save 20%. Promo code WOLFPACK at electrofreedom.com. Get your seeds at Survival Essentials, survival-essentials.com. Save 10% with promo code DEFIANT. And then all your bases covered. Magnify your water at... uh, freedomplantsurge.com and get 10% off there automatically. So and that's been all scrolling on the bottom all day. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're actually going to run Oh, and a little housekeeping. Not that there's a lot of people watching, but that's okay. Um, we've had some, as we're trying to figure out how to stream like all day long, we've had some technical difficulties here and there because who would we be if not te- technically challenged um so uh last night's show got re got like recorded over which really sucked oh no um but i was able to repost it so it's up now as it's standalone video um i'm trying to do it so that each one of the live shows shows up it's his own show and then including liana's during the day and then the replays overnight will just be on the like they'll show up as one show in a replay. It'll be like eight hours or whatever, but, and that'll be the good book from the day. And then the previous days Lana show and the Patriot party podcast from the previous day. Uh, so tonight, because it's Saturday and because we did overwrite last night's podcast with the good book replay, um, I'm actually going to start the replays a little bit earlier. So I'm going to kick off the good book from this morning replay at 7 PM and then the Patriot Party podcast replay from last night at maybe 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then Liana's show from yesterday after that. So check that out starting at 7 p.m. 
here on the Patriot Party podcast channels. So I think that's it for us. All right. I'll see you fuckers in two weeks. Yeah. So for V Lynn and Heather, thanks for watching y'all. Bye guys. Ooh. And I will release the scratch over on the pilled side here in just a second. So until then, peace out. See y'all later. I don't wanna act too high and mighty cause tomorrow I may fall down on my face. Lord, thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain, thank you for joy, thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day, it's a beautiful day. Lord, thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain, thank you for joy, thank you for pain. Okay.
Death and resurrection 